Next on BYU Sports Nation, what would you give up to guarantee a win against sixth-ranked Wisconsin tomorrow? And what is it going to take for BYU to beat the Badgers at Camp Randall? And is BYU a football school, or is it really a volleyball school? Let's go! Perry, again from Epic. Utes up to the task. Dorman. There's the block from Epic. Free ball back to the Cougars. Lake receives. Epic. Eschenberg! BYU sweeps Utah! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, your host, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. What is good? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, including Wisconsin. It is Friday, September 14th, game day eve, baby. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is preparing to buy a foam cheese head, so I'm teamed up with (laughs) jump-around proponent Jason Shepard. I have experienced the jump-around at Camp Randall. It is like? Awesome. It's somewhat scary because the place is literally shaking, uh, but it's super cool. I actually have a video of it that's still on my phone to this day from when BYU played back there in 2013 of that experience. And you can see the, <laughs> my phone kind of shaking. It's awesome. Speaking of jumping around, we saw a little bit of highlight from last night's volleyball match. Oh, my gosh. We're going to get into it. Jumping around, that was intense. 5,742 in the Smithfield house. I didn't even know that was possible in there. That is incredible. The most people, men or women's game, that have been in the Smithfield house in a long time, maybe outside of that one compelling women's conference talk. But it's been a while, and it was awesome. Last night, yeah, as number one BYU beats Utah, it yeah. was incredible. It and, and I'll tell you, every video that's been put out, even even the the highlight that we showed, the the final where the BYU won the match, that still doesn't do justice to how loud and energetic that building was. It was fantastic, and it will be even louder and even more energetic in Camp Randall Stadium coming up tomorrow. Uh, we've got a loaded show today. The Athletics Wisconsin beat writer Jesse Temple will join us in fifteen. We give you our going for two picks in 30. Oh, fun. And, uh, yeah, can't wait for Jason's. And ESPN analyst Brock Heward will join us in 40 minutes to break down the Cougars and the Badgers. But first, let's get you today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU takes on number six Wisconsin in Madison tomorrow. Get your cheese. BYU Radio pregame coverage begins at 1.30 Eastern time. Countdown to kickoff live on BYU TV at 2.30 Eastern. In the NFL, Fred Warner and the San Francisco 49ers will face Ziggy Ansa and the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Also, Kyle Van Oy and the New England Patriots face the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number one ranked BYU women's volleyball, as mentioned, beat 24th ranked Utah last night in three in front of a record crowd. Cougars are 9-0 and have beaten four ranked teams this year. Cougars play at Weber State tomorrow before Easter. And women's soccer taking on Marquette tonight in Wisconsin at 8 p.m. Eastern time. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio pregame at 7.30 Eastern. So the BYU fans in Wisconsin at the game can go to the soccer game, too. I mean, it's, what, an hour and a half away from uh, Madison? But there you go. I wonder if that was that, – that's pure coincidence, right? Is it? Is Greg – I think Greg Rebell makes the uh, soccer schedule. He's like, I'm going to be okay, here. I'm going to be here. So let's, so let's just schedule yeah, this. Let's just do okay, that. Yeah. I like it. Exactly. He does wield some power. He's a powerful human being, as evidenced by our picture of him as a 12-year-old on this set. <laughs> Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. 
Last season, the Cougars hosted 10th-ranked Wisconsin in Provo and lost 40-6, to scoring two field goals. This season, BYU returns a trip to Madison against now 6th-ranked Wisconsin. Head coach Kalani Satake thinks this game is a measuring stick game. It'll be a, a, a tough task and a great challenge, but I think our guys are ready for this. You know, we, we really admire what they do, and we want our program to be, uh, I said this, this is kind of like, this is what we want to become. And last year was kind of a, a, an eye-opener to how far we are from it. Mm-hmm. I think we made up some ground, and this is going to be an opportunity to see how much ground we've made up. Okay, Jason, is the Wisconsin game a measuring stick game, in your opinion, for BYU? Look, I mean, in terms of seeing how much better you can play against a team that's largely the same as last year, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. There's nothing wrong with wanting to see how you stack up with the best teams in the country. Quite frankly, that's why BYU's schedule is set up the yeah, way yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, load them up, yeah. But Great, that, I mean, that's, awesome. That's the reason. Your thoughts on that, by the way. Uh, see the entire summer. <laughs> That, that's why the schedule is the way it is, is because they want to play the best teams and see how they measure up against the best teams in the country. So, I mean, I, I totally understand that. Playing the number six team in their home stadium, though, can be dicey when you're trying to evaluate your own team. Yes. Because it, it, it's, it's just because you could play well and you could make significant improvements. And still lose by 30. Well, I'm not sure you'd lose by 30, but, you know, it's, it's just interesting to try. You lost by 34 last year. <laughs> but it's, it's dicey when you're trying to evaluate yourself against a team that is a top six team. Yeah, if you want to purely compare last year's score to this one, sure. But I, I get what Kalani Sitake is saying. He's saying we want to be a physical, run-first, good offensive line team. I, I get that. I value that. Will BYU be Wisconsin consistently? No. Nor is it the identity of BYU football, which is interesting to me. I understand that the game changes and you want to evolve, uh, you know, adapt or die, right? BYU football was built on amazing passing attacks. So where is that? You know, that, that's not a thing with BYU right now. Perhaps in the future it becomes more of a, a dynamic thing. The game has evolved. BYU can't recruit the speedsters and, and the tacticians. BYU hasn't had the quarterback that maybe could lead them to that quite yet. Taysom Hill uh, was probably that guy but couldn't stay healthy. Um, BYU just lost to Cal at home and cost itself a chance to go 2-0. Had BYU been 2-0, then I would have been like, yes, this is a measuring stick game to see if you are indeed a kind of top 25 team. Because BYU would have been 5 or 10 out if the Cougars were 2-0. Well, Instead, they're 1-1 one and, one and, and scratching their heads offensively. Well, but here's, here's one thing I, I think you can, you can look at and say, okay, well, this is one way you can measure yours. The measuring stick for this could be, how do we bounce back from this? And I... And, like this are is we the worst no, I possible scenario? No, I understand that. But, to measure a bounce back no, team, no, but listen, this is listen, a terrible. No, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but listen to what I, what I mean. There are certain things that BYU did not do against Cal. They've talked about them. They've addressed them. Drop passes. You know, just things like that that can't. If you are able to clean those up, regardless of how the, what the outcome of the game is, if you feel you have taken a step forward and have cleaned some of those things up, I think that's one way you can measure yourself. Like, we're, okay, we had an issue. We've cleaned it up. Yeah, we moral took a step, victory. No, yeah. Look, I, I get it. It sounds, it sounds right. weak, but you've, you've got to take these things, you know, one step at a time. And like I said, Trying to compare yourself against the number six team, that, that's going to be hard to do. I wouldn't do it. Well, head coach Kalani Satake said earlier this week that nobody's giving the Cougars a chance to beat Wisconsin, and he actually likes that. 
He thinks that takes the pressure off his team. He said his team's just going to go play football and see what happens. What will it take, though, for BYU to actually win this game? A miracle. <laughs> Let me tell you why. There are a few ways to evaluate the quality of a win, okay? At the time is one of them. Is this team ranked? Have they won a bunch of games in a row? Let's evaluate that. Sixth-ranked Wisconsin, 20 straight regular season wins, 41 straight non-conference home wins. Okay, they have that going. Previous week's wins, blah, blah, blah. That's one context, right? Another is, how did that team actually fare? Let me give you an example. BYU's 1-13 all-time versus AP top 10 teams in true road games. 1-13 all-time. Pitt, 1984. Do you know how Pitt did in 1984? They went 3-7-1. They stunk, okay? But at the time, that was an amazing win. That team actually wasn't that good. Jason, do you believe Wisconsin will win at least 10 games this year? Yes, I do. Okay, I think I, they're that good. I do, too. I think a bad year for them would be 10-3. and three. BYU wins 12% of its true road games against teams that eventually win 10 games that year. 12%. In fact, BYU's lost 27 of the last 28 against teams who finished with 10 wins that season. The only win, 06 TCU. This would be an incredible win. I don't see it happening for BYU. I hope the Cougars play well, we walk out with some more good moral victories, and we call it a day. But the chance of BYU winning this would be, in, it would be unbelievable if BYU won this. It would be unbelievable. So I'm hoping BYU is competitive. And this is one of those, don't, don't measure one for one against Wisconsin. Measure against yourself. How BYU played against Cal. Let's see the BYU Cougars play better so that against Utah and Boise State, they can put up a fight and maybe win yes, one of those or both of those. Yes, that was my point in the last topic. Get better, clean up the things that caused problems last week. Look, for, for BYU to win this game, for me, the number one thing, we were talking about the physicality of Wisconsin, that's what they're known for. BYU has to, at minimum, match and probably exceed the physicality of Wisconsin. They, they can't. The thing I, I understand, but that's what it's going to take. BYU's got to go in with that mentality on both sides of the football. We've got to be more physical than they are. And quite frankly, anytime a team is an underdog, it doesn't matter who it is, if you're a significant underdog, if you're going to win those games, normally it means you have to play as good as you possibly can and the other team has to play you know less than what they're used to and it doesn't have to be perfect no it doesn't like when BYU beat Gonzaga in in uh, Spokane when Gonzaga was number one did BYU play perfect no they were down 18 to 2 the only child's had a bum ankle he didn't play a ton like you don't have to play perfect look it's an uphill battle but taking what Kalani said at the beginning of the week this team they know nobody's giving them a chance to win this game so there's no pressure on them they can go out and play somewhat, I don't know, free and easy, I guess. But it, There's still just, pressure based on how they perform. It's an uphill battle, yeah. no question. But I think they're going in with the right mindset just to see what happens. A win tomorrow would be one of the greatest wins in Cougar football history, as, as Spencer uh, screamed from this Ramy Umptum a few days ago. Given the circumstances at this moment and how they, last year it played out, 40-6. So, Jason, what would you give up? Which is our question of the day. What would you give up to guarantee a win tomorrow at Wisconsin? I thought about this long and hard. <laughs> and I came up with my first one out of the gate. I would give up my anti-leg day stance. Really? Yes. I will do. That's quite a sacrifice for you. Look. And all that means is I'll have to do one rep of one leg exercise and I've done it. Will you eat some lettuce or read a book too? I like lettuce. I don't know where you? you've gotten that I don't like. I love salad. <laughs> I just don't like the weedy le- le- lettuce. I'm an iceberg lettuce guy. Okay. I don't need the, the stuff I can go pull out Would of the garden. Would you read a book? Would you mm. read a book? Ooh. 
Mm. <laughs> I'm also giving up my Sunday three-hour nap, which three, is probably more of just sleeping. You take a three-hour nap on Sunday? Absolutely. Wow. Who doesn't? That's awesome. <laughs> Your youngest child. Yeah, okay. I'm just <laughs> the age. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm sacrificing anything, a lot here. Anything else? No, no, no. My anti-leg day stance, my three-hour Sunday nap, okay. which is sleeping. I would give up all my sins to know thee. Also, I would give up my top button for a month. I know there are those of you <gasps> that would be excited about that. Uh, and I would eat a wheel of cheese on the show Monday. If you what are you giving up by eating a wheel of cheese? Nothing. Uh, no, Stomach you're right. comfort? I love, I love cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was going on this trip. It would have been awesome. Um, I'm not going to say shave my head despite multiple social media posts about said, well, you shave your head. I'm not. Wear a skull cap. Wear a skull cap? Yeah. Monday, and then it's like, did I shave it or not? Yeah. I just, oh, man, I... Wish BYU would win this game, you know, but I just don't see it. This isn't the one BYU needs either. Like, if you could guarantee a win against any team on the schedule, for some reason Spencer chose Arizona and that changed everything. No, it didn't. BYU lost to Cal. Uh, I, would, I would still want Utah. Like, if you're giving me one, I'm not taking Wisconsin or Washington. I'm taking Utah, baby. Let's go. All right, we've mentioned this uh, quite a few times already in the show. Deserves it. It absolutely deserves it. Last night at the Smithfield House, a record crowd of 5,472 fans witnessed the number one team in the country, your BYU Cougars, sweeping their rival, number 24, Utah. The place was absolutely nuts. It was standing room only, an unbelievably loud crowd. And after the match, I caught up with junior libero Mary Lake. It was a, a attendance record at 5,472. What are your thoughts on this environment tonight? I think we have the men's games running for their money. I'm just kidding. Our fans are literally the best. There's nowhere else like it. People come into our gym and they're amazed at how great our fans are. And I love my, our fans deeply. Jerem, is BYU currently a volleyball school? It sure feels like it after last night. It was last night. Uh, it's a football school. But the way the volleyball teams have been playing... The women's team, number one in the country, six straight Sweet 16s. The men's team, three NCAA Final Fours in the last four years. Are you kidding me? This is a volleyball school, but primarily it's a football school. But BYU athletics are supported really, really well across the board. I mean, if you have to pick one sport, it's football for sure. But uh, the way volleyball, those programs are playing, incredible right now. Yeah, let's put into perspective just how good this team is with our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU women's volleyball is 12 and 3 in 15 sets against top 25 opponents. And undefeated 4 0. And they have not, they right now are playing at a level that is second to none, literally second to none. They started the year as the number eight team and worked their way all the way up to number one because they've tested themselves and proven that they are the number one team in the country. I agree with you. BYU is a football school, just like most institutions that have a football program. That doesn't take anything away, though, from what the volleyball teams are doing. The women's team's number one in the nation. They are consistent. They are as consistent a program as anything you will find on campus. The men's team, all they do is go to title games. Yeah. The men's team hasn't had 5,400 in there in a while. Look, while BYU is still a football school, everybody – should appreciate, and I hope you appreciate what Sean and Heather Olmstead are doing with volleyball right now. They deserve oh, absolutely. your attention. They are absolutely hashtag elite. We threw it out on the Twitterverse to weigh in on a poll. BYU is a, uh, and volleyball school is 57% right now. Football, 40. <laughs> Basketball, 3. Get out of here. 3? 3%. What? 
Our question of the day, what would you give up to guarantee a win against Wisconsin? Let's get to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Twig Your Stone on Twitter, this is going to be unpopular, but I would give up a win against Utah. If we had a win against a top 10 team, I could stand one more year of listening to Utah fans. Hashtag BYUSN. Look, a win over Wisconsin means a lot oh. more than a win over Utah. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a, no argument there. Yes, but BYU's lost seven in a row, so yeah. Okay, that cannot always be your answer. Even though it's Actually, true. it can. We've lost seven in a row. We've got to staff this. Even though man. it's true. Coming up, no, ESPN. truth getting in the way. <laughs> ESPN's Brock Heward will be on the call tomorrow's game between BYU and Wisconsin. How does he see B- BYU measuring up to the Badgers? And does Wisconsin see BYU as a threat at all? The Athletics' Jesse Temple returns to the program and answers that question next. This is BYU Sports Nation. You should read a book. Books are great, man. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The only place to watch the Cougars warm up before a game is Countdown to Kickoff. You can join us on BYU TV and the app, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow as we get you ready for the Cougars and Badgers from Wisconsin. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you missed the show live, download the podcast or watch the show by going to BYUSN.com. Experience the program whenever you'd like. Our question of the day, what would you give up to guarantee a win against Wisconsin? Weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at LBuzzard. I already gave the Cal game up for the Wisconsin win, so we are covered. Oh, so that's why Excellent. everything played oh, out the way it did. Oh, only scored uh, 11 offensive points? They're like, we're going to give up this game so that we can go beat the number six team in the country. It makes sense. It makes sense. At Sammy J. Dot, I would give up a win against Utah in men's basketball. I don't know that everyone agrees with that one, but maybe. I don't know. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Now joining a, uh, now joining the program, Jesse Temple. He joined us during the summer. Great to have him back. He's from The Athletic, and he's on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Jesse, welcome back. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. You got it. Here we are on game week and game day eve, BYU and Wisconsin. Uh, let's break down the matchup. But first, for someone who has never been to Camp Randall Stadium, and, and Jason has, I have not, describe what the experience is like at Camp Randall Stadium. Well, it's pretty special. Um, you know, they can seat 80,000, and they generally get pretty darn close to filling it up. And this is, as far as non-conference games go this season for Wisconsin, this is a big one among the three. The Badgers have had it pretty easy against Western Kentucky and after a slow start handled New Mexico. But, um, you know, this is, uh, this is going to be a big game for Wisconsin because it's the last one before Big Ten play starts, and I think the Badgers fans will show up. And, of course, if you are in Camp Randall, you have to partake, uh, even if you're not a Badgers fan, in jump around, which has quickly become one of the better traditions in college football in the last 20 years after the third quarter. They play the song Jump Around. Everybody uh, acts accordingly, and the stadium shakes. It's, uh, it's really interesting and a fun atmosphere. Yeah, I uh, having experienced that in the press box, it was both uh, exhilarating and frightening all at the same time. <laughs> uh, so, now, you actually touched on something that I want to ask you about. You, you mentioned that this will be – out of the first three games, the, the biggest test for Wisconsin. So how good of a team do you think they are? I mean, they're the number six team, but they haven't been tested in the first two weeks. Well, this is certainly a good team. I, I think it's been interesting if you pay attention to the polls. Wisconsin started at number four and then beat Western Kentucky by 31 points, dropped to number five, beat New Mexico by 
uh, 31 points again, dropped to number six. So um, maybe nationally it seems like they're not punishing teams the way they should be, but I think that this team certainly has all the pieces to potentially make a run at the college football playoff now. It's going to be dictated by whether the Badgers can win some very tough Big Ten games on the road. But they returned most of their pieces offensively. They've got a Heisman Trophy candidate at running back in Jonathan Taylor, three returning All-Americans on the offensive line, and a quarterback who I think doesn't necessarily get his due because all he does is win games. He's 22-3 and three as a starter here. So from the offensive side, uh, I think they still haven't played their best, which uh, you would expect early in the season. And defensively, even though there's a lot of new pieces, seven new starters, so far they've uh, held up quite well. So this, to me, is one of the better teams in college football. Jonathan Taylor, as you mentioned, uh, leading the nation in almost every relevant rushing category, including total yards, yards per game, touchdowns, and whatnot. Last season, sixth in the Heisman. I mean, is this guy the best running back in the country, in your opinion? Well, he's in the conversation in the top two or three. Um, you know, I, obviously, I've seen Jonathan the most, so uh, I could make the case that he is. And you can just look at what he did last week. He, he set career highs for carries with 33 and rushing yards with 253, and he scored three touchdowns. And the one thing, if there's one knock on, on Jonathan at this point, it's been ball security issues. Now, he's still early in his career. He can turn this around. But he actually lost a fumble last week against New Mexico when Wisconsin was at the four-yard line going into score. And that's the second-lost fumble he's had this season. And he's lost eight fumbles now since the start of last season when he was a freshman. That's the most in the FBS during that time frame. So he spent a lot of time working on that. But you do kind of wonder as this moves forward and he gets as many carries as he does, will something happen potentially down the road? where he loses a fumble that could cost Wisconsin a, a chance at a special season. But beyond that, all the numbers, I mean, he, he's as advertised, and I will say this, this may sound cliche, but he's every bit as good of a person off the field. His humility is a big reason why his teammates are so happy for his success. He's quick to credit everybody else, uh, and I think that helps him not get too high during big moments and not get too low when uh, he does make mistakes. Jesse Temple covers Wisconsin for The Athletic. He's joining us on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Both Taylor and Hornibrook played very well in Provo last year, especially Alex, who only threw one incompletion. Where has he improved the most heading into this junior season? One thing that I think he's really worked on, and this is, I talked to the quarterback's coach here, John Budmeyer, right before fall camp. He said he spent a lot of time with Alex on what he called in-game situational awareness. And what he meant by that was, maybe better understanding when to throw a pass into traffic and when to throw it away to live to fight another play. You mentioned that game against BYU. Uh, that game and Alex's performance in the Orange Bowl against Miami when he was the Orange Bowl MVP were the two biggest highlights last season. But there were also moments of maybe inconsistency. He threw 15 interceptions during the season, and only a handful of quarterbacks threw more in the FBS. So uh, if he can drop that number, and I think he will do that this season, it's only going to make this offense more dangerous. But no one works harder than Alex on this team. I say that frequently, uh, and I do mean it. Uh, he puts in the time and the effort to be the best that he can be, and I think we've seen that early this season already as well. Wide receiver Danny Davis is back after being suspended for the two games, uh, first two games of the season. What kind of influence do you see him having on the offense? I think he's going to have a major impact. I think he's going to play a significant number of snaps in this game. And now Wisconsin has a trio of wide receivers that uh, you can make the case are as good as any in the Big Ten. Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, and A.J. Taylor, who through two games leads the Big Ten in receiving yards. A.J. Taylor's really stepped up his level of performance in his junior season. Uh, but Davis is the big play threat. 
And I think BYU fans may remember the, the catch that he had last season. It was a 50-yard reception, and, and there was a guy right in his face, and he was falling backward, and he still made the catch. And that was just uh, one of his first games as a college player because he played as a true freshman. Not many receivers at Wisconsin can do that. So it, he provides a different dynamic for this receiver crew, and obviously that's only going to make the offense more dangerous. BYU offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes said that the Wisconsin defense doesn't do a lot, but they're very good at what they do. What's the strength of this Badger defense? Well, they're very sound fundamentally, first of all. Um, And and I think that they're able to kind of plug and play. You know, like you you see that often with this Wisconsin team, even though there were a lot of questions coming into the season about the seven new starters. I think that they do such a good job of developing these players even when they play, they've already been in the system for a year or two, and they fully understand how to compete at that level. So that's why we haven't seen much of a drop-off at this stage. You've got some young guys in the secondary who have recorded their first career interceptions already through two games. Scott Nelson, the redshirt freshman safety, is going to have a chance to be one of the leaders of this defense for four years. He had his first interception last week. Um, Madison Cohn, a cornerback, got his first last week. Fayon Hicks got his first in the first game. So uh, I think those guys have come along well. And then the front seven i mean the linebacker core i think when you think of the defense they've they've turned out some pretty darn good linebackers that have become nfl players and they have that this year as well tj edwards a first team all-american last year at inside linebacker ryan Connolly was the leading tackler at inside linebacker last year he's back and andrew van ginkle who uh kind of was the star of the show late last season has now moved into a starting role so there's just really quality pieces all the way around all three seniors in that linebacking core that's the case for byu as well so a fun matchup coming up tomorrow what are Badger players and coaches saying about this game? Is BYU viewed as a, a big threat at all? I think, obviously, they're taking this challenge very seriously. And, and I talked to Michael Dieter, who's the starting left guard. He's been a three-year starter for the Badgers on the offensive line. And he says that BYU looks physical. And you know, we, he was asked whether he agreed if, if this team looked like a Big Ten team. And he said he, he agrees with that. He says they have a Big Ten defense. They're a Big Ten team. They play physical and fast and they're really sound fundamentally and he said that's fun to play against you love playing teams like that they're not going to surprise you with a bunch of weird looks they're going to play the way they play and you've got to beat them and you know this is the type of game wisconsin looks forward to the first couple games they've played some spread type offenses that get out and, and throw the ball very quickly Wisconsin wants to be in the trenches and play some physical football. Um, And, again, I think this game does come at the perfect time because next week Wisconsin starts Big Ten play against Iowa. Kalani Stakia said this is a measuring stick game, so we'll see how BYU, perceived by at least one person, measures up as a Big Ten-type team. Jesse, we appreciate the time, not only in the summer, but uh, here on game day eve. Thanks, man. Thank you for having me on. Take care. Jesse Temple from The Athletic on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I don't think that's far off. In fact, I think that's somewhat accurate that BYU wants to be more like a Big Ten team than, say, a Pac-12 or a Big 12 team. Well, BYU can recruit the type of Big Ten type yes. guys versus those other Well, teams. and that's why Kalani said this week that Wisconsin is a team that they would like to emulate in terms of being like them. It's a new identity. Yeah. This isn't your, your grandma's BYU. Sling it's, it for 400 yards. It still could be. It could still be your grandma's BYU. Probably not. Probably not. Schematically? No. No. Coming up, Brock Heward is on the ABC call tomorrow. What does he like about this BYU team and what kind of chances he give the Cougars against the Badgers? And it's a Friday, which means we go for two with our picks for tomorrow's game. Jason weighs in as well. We'll see if it even matters. I don't even know why. I don't even know why I'm doing it. Because Ben asked.
women's soccer is at Marquette tonight. You can catch the game at 8 p.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio. Pre-game at 7.30 Eastern time. And apparently the women's soccer team hanging out with Bobby Brown and Michael Bivens from Belle Biv DeVoe. Yeah, that happened this morning. Yes, how cool is that? I got a photo of that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Welcome back. Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard, and Radio Vision live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We're also on demand. Let's check out today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU takes on number six, Wisconsin, in Madison tomorrow, 3.30 Eastern on ABC and BYU Radio. Brock Heward on the call. He'll join us coming up in the next segment. Cougar defensive lineman Trajan Peely knows it's up to the defensive line to slow the Badger offense. Uh, you know, it all starts on the line of scrimmage uh, with us as a D-line. Uh, controlling that line of scrimmage with our D-line versus our, uh, that, their O-line. Uh, both good groups, good position groups. And so as, as we win that battle, that, I think that's how we slow down uh, the whole rushing attack. They're good, uh, but I also believe that we're good. And so I think that that's going to be our goal. That's been our focus, at least, as a defense. BYU Radio pregame coverage with your boy Jason Shepard at 1.30 Eastern. Countdown to kickoffs live on BYU TV at 2.30 Eastern. To the National Football League, Fred Warner, the San Francisco 49ers, facing Ezekiel's friends call him Ziggy Ansa, the Detroit Lions at 4.05 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, yeah, yeah, BFFs. Uh, Ansa listed as questionable, though, for the game with a shoulder injury. Luckily, does not need surgery on that. Also, Kyle Van Oy and the New England Patriots will play against the Jacksonville Jaguars at 425 p.m. Eastern time. Number one ranked BYU women's volleyball beat 24th ranked Utah last night in three sets in front of a record crowd in the Smithfield house. Perry again from Epic. Utes up to the task. Dorman. There's the block from Epic. Free ball back to the Cougars. Lake receives. Epic. Eschenberg! BYU sweeps Utah! The Cougars are 9-0. have beaten four ranked teams this year. The Cougars play at Weber State tomorrow at 4 Eastern time. And just mentioned this moments ago, women's soccer taking on Marquette in Wisconsin at 8 p.m. Eastern time. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Cougars currently ranked 6th in the conference with a 3-2-1 record. We just scored a touchdown. Do you want to kick a PAT? Just scored a touchdown? Yeah. Do you want to kick a PAT? Uh, yeah. No, let's go for two. What? Can you predict the future? Yes. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All right, let's get to it. Are you? You're the anti-Kalani? You don't want to go for it on I'm fourth down kick, every time? I'm going to kick the extra point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Spencer, it's tied 2-2. Spencer and I, we're going to bring Jason into the mix for some reason. Uh, Spencer's two picks. BYU will be within single digits at the half. New Mexico was. New Mexico was down three last, last week in the half. Losers talk about halftime margins, so BYU will be within <laughs> single digits at half. BYU will score an offensive touchdown. This hasn't happened in 30% of Wisconsin's opponents' games against yeah, they, the Badgers. So they, yes. those are the two from Spencer. What, Look, are, what are you, Jason, I value your picks. No, I, you don't. I really do. And because they just don't I, weigh into the overall thing. And because I know that you, Spencer, Ben, don't value my picks because I'm not on the show enough to be able to give picks that would amount you, to you keeping a tally of them. Media. I'm going to have fun with this. Okay. I'm going to have fun with my it's going for two picks. Fun. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas okay. will rush for less than five yards. JTT. He just can't wait to be king. 
Mm. See, you go Lion King, I think Home Improvement. I do too, but I can't quote him from Home Improvement. <laughs> Neither I don't can know I. Line. Oh, 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 sorry. That was horrible. I immediately regret doing that. And here's my second that one. That was a bad choice. Yes. Kairos Tonga will be so sick of hearing jump around during practice <laughs> that when it's played in the fourth quarter of Saturday's game, he'll take out his frustrations by sacking Alex Hornibrook three times in one series. Wow. That's incredible. Those are my two. Thank you for those. Uh, my first pick. Just brushing it off. <laughs> mine, are not, it's, mine aren't great. Uh, Jonathan Taylor will rush for 150-plus. I think he's going to have a good game. I don't think he's going for 200. He averages 199. Uh, and then my second one, Wisconsin wins by 17-plus. I'm going for reverse curse stop here. Stop it. Just stop I'm it. I'm going for reverse curse. Stop it. That's what the BYU defense needs to do. That's not my issue. That's the BYU defense's issue. But more they times have to than stop not, it. your 17-plus prediction mm-hmm. backfires. Mm-hmm. So why? Why do you keep going Because to I well? really do think Wisconsin's going to win by 17-plus. That's why. Okay, then there's that. So. <laughs> the line is like 21 and a yes. half or something, which is a big number. But listen, if BYU keeps it within 21, that's a moral victory. Which of my two picks do you think has a, a more Neither. legitimate chance of happening? Neither. Our question of the day. What would you give up to guarantee a win against Wisconsin? At JTracy2511 on Twitter. Chocolate for the remainder of the season. That's impressive. That's a big one. But here's the thing. How do we know that JTracy2511 doesn't like like chocolate? Or hot chocolate. Or hot chocolate. Chocolate at all. Yeah. Right? You may not be giving up anything. James Swenson on Facebook. I would give up Diet Dr. Pepper. I've been trying to quit. In fact, I quit three times yesterday and twice today. (laughs) (laughs) Are Are you a diet fan? No. I, I'm like, like going on a diet? No, like drinking diet soda. Yeah, that's what I assumed. Uh, no, I'm like if I'm gonna drink a soda, I'm just I'm I'm going fully. There, there are reasons not uh, to do so and to not do so. Yeah, yeah. it's more taste. Yeah. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I don't think the people that drink diet drink it for taste, Jason. No, I understand. Just like if I'm gonna drink carbonation, I'm gonna get a little more flavor. You're gonna do it, do it, do it. That's right. Coming up, Brock Hewitt is on the call of tomorrow's BYU at Wisconsin game. What kind of chance does he give the Cougars? And does he think BYU's heading in the right direction after a couple of games? We'll ask him. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU TV and BYU Radio have you covered before BYU faces Wisconsin in Madison. Tune in to count down to kickoff tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and the app. Cougar pregame live on BYU Radio begins at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Joining us now is a man who went 3-0 at Washington against BYU, 2-0 as a starter. He's an analyst on tomorrow's game. He's the co-host of Brock and Salk in Seattle Radio. I love that show. ESPN's Brock Heward now joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Brock, welcome back to the program. I think you joined us five years ago, so welcome back. <laughs> Well, I, uh, we got to do this more often then. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. And yeah, I enjoyed playing BYU though. Rob Morris, uh, we ran a QB draw. I'll never forget this. Um, did you guys hear the Sean McVay bit, the coach for the Rams where he remembered yes. like every yes. play? His yeah. recall is incredible. Yeah. 
Yes, so we had a little fun yesterday on my show out in Seattle recalling the five picks I threw against Wazoo in the Apple Cup, and like I remembered every one of those things <laughs> 22 years later. But I definitely remember running QB draw at the end of the game at home, kind of an ugly game for us against BYU, and Rob Morris stuck his helmet and shattered my thigh pad, and I had the worst <laughs> thigh bruise. The, I thought I could like juke him. I don't know what I was thinking, but I like, had the worst thigh bruise that like, drained into my hip. I had to get like 100 cc's drained from my hip. So, yeah, I've got vivid vivid memories of those BYU battles as well. <laughs> Came out with the win, but we're worse for the wear. My goodness. Uh, let's That's jump exactly right, right into it with BYU and Wisconsin. You're on the call tomorrow on ABC. Uh, what, kind, what do you think of this matchup with a BYU team who struggled and lost against Cal and then Wisconsin with big expectations? Yeah, well, I'm sitting actually here in Wisconsin in their meeting room. Uh, we were watching a bunch of film as a crew, and I snuck out of there, and I'm sitting in the O-line room right now at Wisconsin. And I'll tell you what, looking at the number of Badgers, O-linemen, they've got a whole wall of pictures here of all their guys that are in the NFL. They've got all their All-Americans on the other side. Uh, this is the best offensive line in college football. Uh, Oregon's got a good one. Boston College has got a good one. Uh, Alabama's obviously Alabama, and, you know, some of in Auburn and Washington. And get some good ones. But this is this Wisconsin crew. Their right tackle will probably be a first round pick. Their right guard will be drafted in the first three rounds. Uh, their left guard will be a late pick and play in the league for a while. Uh, left tackle's a little injured. They've got a young kid that's super talented but raw. I mean, they've got just dudes up front. And then a true Heisman contender in Taylor at tailback. So uh, that, that's the crew that's going to have to carry this Wisconsin team. They're not as loaded as they have been defensively. I love what BYU is doing offensively. Uh, that, that's probably, just from a broadcast standpoint, the most encouraging thing to think that this game will be different than what the odds makers are saying is the creativity of some of BYU's offense and some of really the inexperience and lack of some speed for Wisconsin defensively. So BYU is going to have to score some points tomorrow uh, because Jonathan Taylor in this O-line is as good as any in college football. But I think it's going to be closer than what the experts are saying. Brock, you mentioned the creativity. What else do you what else do you see and what do you like about this BYU offense? Yeah, I, I like their group up front too. I, you know, I think Tristan um, Hodge, the right guard, is is very good. I like the move of, of sliding Schof into left guard. I think that kind of um, hides a little bit of his limitations and, and promotes some of his strengths. Two tackles can play. Love the tight ends. And, and just the, the concept, you know, we had BYU-LSU in the opener last year. I don't think the Cougars crossed the 50-yard line. And that was one of the tougher games that I've had to call in a while because you just sat there and meant, man, they don't have any answers. Like, there's nothing they can go to. And I'm sure you guys felt that way at times in a 4-9 season last year. We're like, where are some answers? Where can we do something? Because we're just lining up and just getting whacked here, and there's really no answer. So I love the multiplicity uh, with their tight ends. That helps you. Uh, an awful lot, the screen game, the fly sweep game. You know, the big challenge is you just don't have that home run hitter. So kind of like offenses in Major League Baseball, they got to put, you know, a lot of hits together, play small ball. You know, that's a little bit of what this offense, if they just had one guy that, you know, created that real sense of fear, it would help, I think, open things up. Uh, but as it is, they're going to have to, uh, you know, they're going to have to sustain drives. They're going to have to do what they've done these first few weeks, spread the ball around, especially against Arizona. Had a lot more success with that. And it's going to take everybody on that offensive side of the ball. We're talking to Brock Heward, college football analyst for ESPN. Who is the Nelson Cruz is the real question, right? But I want to ask you about uh, <laughs> what, you, what you said. You think this game is going to be closer than what people think. Why is that? 
Yeah, I, I think because of some of the answers that BYU has there, come to what I what I just kind of laid out there. Tanner Tanner knows ball, and I feel a guy, and I'm watching a guy that looks different than he did a year ago. You know, even in that opener against Portland State last year, and then the LSU game, I just watched a guy that just, to me, felt like he didn't have solutions out there. And that's a horrible place to be as a quarterback. I was there my final year of college, frankly, where I took a snap. I'm like, I don't really, other than my buddy Dane Looker, I don't really know what I got here. And I don't feel great about some of these other places. I don't have a lot of trust in the people around me. And, and I watched Tanner almost from just a, an execution, a body language, some confidence that I think he likes having just a lot more to work with, you know, a lot more offense here for him to dictate and to handle having that screen game and, and having tight ends that he can get the ball to. And obviously, you know, his connection with, with Bushman is, is a good one. And it's fun to see Maroney come on the scene and those two work in tandem. So that, that's why I think tomorrow and on top of it, Wisconsin loses seven people defensively. They've converted an offensive lineman to DN. They have no depth on their defensive line. They've got new people in their secondary that are just trying to do the right thing rather than just big-time playmakers. So I think there's opportunities there for BYU offensively to stay on the field, to control some of the ball, to shorten some of this game, and keep it closer than the 21 points that some of the experts think this uh, advantage is. Camp Randall is one of those places that everybody in college football knows about. Can you kind of explain just the atmosphere and and what people – will experience uh, when they tune into this game tomorrow. It's, it's truly one of the, the great places to watch a football game. Yeah, it really is. It, it's cool. I was here a few years back the first time at Wisconsin-Iowa, and I think the game took an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> I mean, both teams ran the ball. There was none of this tempo. It was like, oh, my gosh, what is a huddle? Who does this in college football anymore? But I remember stepping out at halftime of the broadcast booth and the press box and just looking out to the sea of 85,000 people that simply love their football. And it's the same thing for me last week in Nebraska, probably my favorite spot in college football to go 92,000. They've sold out since 1960. They love their football. And I think whether you're a BYU fan that's traveling here tomorrow for the first time, or you're going to watch it on ABC, you will just, you will get that sense. You know, it, it permeates through the broadcast. You feel it in the building. These, these, they, they know what good football is. You know, obviously, as I said, we were just watching tape. And I said, uh, you know, there's a lot of debate. Nick Saban says that football is not a continuous sport. There's been debate about all this tempo. Is it good for the game or bad for the game? But the beauty of this one tomorrow and the beauty of Wisconsin football is they know what they are. They dominate the line of scrimmage. They don't want to just block you, There's this offensive line. They want to punish you. And there's a beauty of that. There's a, that's the essence to me of this game, what it was 100 years ago. You've got to win the line. You've got to dominate your people there. And, uh, and certainly that's what BYU will be tackling tomorrow. Well, Brock, we appreciate the time. If we had more time, we'd talk about what happened to the Mariners and when the Seahawks will get an offensive line, but we don't have time for that. BYU and Wisconsin tomorrow at 3.30 Eastern on ABC. We appreciate the time, Brock. Yeah, we'll do that in five years. Okay, we'll catch up in five years and we'll be talking about it then. Thanks, Brock. All right, guys. That's Brock Ewart of ESPN. Uh, You can listen to him on ABC tomorrow, 3.30 Eastern. Join us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. That's one of my guys because I love Seattle sports. And he hosts a show in Seattle. Jake Keeps actually filled in for him this morning. Jake Keeps is Brock Ewart's backup. Yeah. That's what... He was very high on the BYU offense. Interesting. He thinks this game will be closer than people think. He likes what BYU is doing. And that's coming off of having seen BYU and LSU last year, 
But I think he, he explained schematically he likes what BYU brings. Yes. That Tanner Mangum has some release valves in some tight ends and the screen game and a better O-line and run game. I don't disagree. I just wonder how BYU is going to stack up against a very w- talented Wisconsin. And he undervalued a few things with Wisconsin that perhaps we have been overvaluing. Yeah. Well, and again, it's all going to come down to execution. It's going to, that's the way it's going to come down, you know, win or lose. Execution is, is the end result. If you can execute, yes. then you're going you're gonna to put yourself in a chance Who will- to have a chance. If you don't, then... It may get ugly. Yeah, who's going to be the shot in the arm guy? Who's going to make a big play? Like, like if Dylan Colley gets a deep ball, is he going to catch it? Last game, he he dropped it, and I was shocked. You know, BYU needs yeah, a couple I don't of those. Anticipate. I don't either. I tweeted, take a picture. You're not going to Yeah, that that's again. not going to happen very often. You don't think. So, hopefully, BYU can get down the field. But, yeah, interesting comments from Brock Heward. Again, uh, 3.30 Eastern tomorrow on ABC. You can listen to Brock and Bob was choosing on the call on ABC. Coming up, what is Ziggy Ansah's status as he and the Lions prep to face Fred Warner's 49ers this weekend? And what did the BYU women's volleyball team do that Taylor Sander and the USA men's national team didn't yesterday? This is BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to today's guest, Jesse Temple of The Athletic and ESPN's Brock Heward. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, no time. Yeah, if you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU taking on number six Wisconsin in Madison tomorrow at Camp Randall Stadium. BYU radio pregame coverage begins at 1.30 Eastern time. Countdown to kickoff is live on BYU TV and the app at 2.30 Eastern. Cougars in the NFL. Fred Warner and the Niners face Ziggy Ansah and the Lions if Ansah's shoulder is up to the task. Kyle Van Ooy and the Pats play the Jaguars. Volleyball. Number one ranked BYU women's volleyball beat 24th ranked Utah last night in three sets in front of a record crowd of 5,472. Cougars are now 9-0 on the season of beating four ranked teams this year. Cougars play at Weber State tomorrow at 4 Eastern. Taylor Sander had 17 kills and a five-set USA victory over Australia yesterday in cool play at the FIVB World Championships. The U.S. plays Russia tomorrow. Soccer. Women's soccer taking on Marquette tonight in Wisconsin, ironically enough. 8 p.m. Eastern time for the start of that one. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio pregame at 7.30 Eastern. Cross country. Second-ranked men and the 17th-ranked women open the season tomorrow hosting the Autumn Classic, even though it's technically summer, against eight other teams, including Utah and Utah State. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair is tied for fifth at five under. Daniel Summerhays tied for 14th at minus three after the first round of the Albertsons Open. Back to me. Back to you, Jeremy. Today's Rise and Shout goes to every single fan who watched in person at the Smithfield House last night. That was awesome for women's volleyball, for the number one team in the country, and for those who watched on BYU TV as well. What a night in the field house, man. Beating Utah, number one. Awesome. I, w- I woke up this morning still with a ringing in my left ear. I think you need to see a doctor. <laughs> it's gone away now, but it's the same thing after the Stanford match. But the voices it, are still there. It took a while for my hearing in the left ear to come back. It was so loud. That's intense. I'm sorry. Our okay. question. Our what? Our question of the day. <laughs> Who's talking to me? I'm just kidding. What would you give up to guarantee a win against Wisconsin? Let's go to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation. On BYU Sports Nation. Michael A. Spencer on Facebook weighs in. My entire Coldplay CD collection. Seriously, I have them all downloaded anyway. 
Is this Spencer Linton? You see, yeah, it could be Sp- Michael A. Spencer Kent Linton. Who are you? That's cool. You still have CDs. That's great. Wait, you're not supposed to have CDs? Compact discs. Do you remember laser discs? Yeah, I do remember. I never Middle owned school, it. It's like, let's watch Bill Nye the Science Guy on a laser disc. Yeah, that never Things caught on. Things that just never caught on was the HD laser. HD DVD. <laughs> they lost. Yeah. Uh, at Travis Larson 32 on Twitter, I'd give up a guaranteed, in parentheses, win against UMass. Mm. Really? Mm. It's a guaranteed win. It's all good. At Nick Lee 51 on Twitter, anything but the ghost. <laughs> Yes, your life is definitely not worth this. Uh, Landon, uh, your life is worth way more than that. Landon underscore listen underscore 12 on Instagram. Instagram for the rest of the season. Ooh, okay. Maybe I ought to just do that anyway. How about this one? From (laughs) at shut up Daryl. Yes, at shut up Daryl. Pretty much anything except for a win against Utah. Hashtag. BYUSN hashtag shut up Daryl. Well, has to, uh, at shut up Daryl values the win quite a bit, right? <laughs> Understands it appropriately. At HHSM mom on Twitter. Definitely caffeinated Coke on campus and interviews with players after losses. If you throw in guaranteed wins over Washington and Utah, then I'll give up Cougar Tails, Kettle Corn, and three hour church blocks. I don't know if you can give up the, church, the three hour church blocks. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah, no comment. I, th- I thought we were going to go three-hour naps. I thought she was going to... She wanted the three-hour nap she, as well? I thought she was going to play off my idea of getting I, rid of the three-hour Sunday naps. Interviews with players after losses. we got to hear what happened, right? The caffeine, uh, caffeinated Coke on campus, though? Well, it's just, not, it's just nice not to have to, you know, pilfer it uh, another way. You know, it's nice to just have it in the building. This one's very timely. At Arizona MCC on Twitter, I would okay. give up cheese curds. For 365 days. I would also give up any vacation plans and involve stepping foot in the great state of Wisconsin for the rest of my life. Oh, come on. That's a tremendous state. Did, being in Arizona, does, does this person love cheese curds or no? I, I, I assume that if I, you're giving them up for a year, you like I think I've like had them. cheese curds. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not 100% sure either. Did, you didn't try them in 2013 when you went to I did not. BYU at Wisconsin? I did not. You didn't try cheese curds no! when you were there? Oh, okay. The opportunity never presented itself. You got to go get it, baby. You got to take it. Uh, continued way on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Now to the elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years at D Stokes 11. As much as I love losing to Utah every year, I would gladly give that up to beat Wisconsin. Well amen played. Amen and amen. Well played. Elite. The conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand at BYUSN.com. The audio podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jason Shepard, I am Jerem Jordan. Shout out to Bill Davis. Remember the 1980 team that won up there. We'll see you tomorrow for pregame coverage of BYU in Wisconsin. 1.30 on the radio, 2.30 on TV. Go Cougs! I've on-